Patrick, today we are going to do part two of our interview with Guy Sakalakis and Mark Homer. And I know you and I both felt like we were just starting to hit our stride with Guy and Mark. We were just getting warmed up, but that's the way it goes. So let's jump back into that interview in a second here. And we're going to start with you walking them through an interesting hypothetical. You're going to actually build a hypothetical firm. We are going to use this hypothetical to analyze something that you're really passionate about and that almost all of the next episodes that we have this season are going to be about. And that's going to be unlocking the latent market that may exist in legal and how attorneys can build for that future. And the cool thing about this conversation with Mark Homer and with Guy, two of the really the most brilliant marketers out there in legal, is that they're going to help us unlock the real potential that marketing has for lawyers to open up not just your space so you can make a little more money in your firm, but how to unlock the entire legal market. I'm talking about tripling the size of the market. We're talking about numbers from 350 billion to maybe more than a trillion. How do we get there? We're gonna get there by playing a hypothetical round of 20 questions with these two brilliant marketers, Patrick. Let's start the show. Welcome to the ABA Center for Innovation's Innovation Network Podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding and highlighting the opportunities of the future of law and bringing them into your legal practice today. We will explore new partnerships, unforeseen successes, and reveal the blueprints that are already being used to develop the future of legal. Along this journey, our guests will challenge you to let go of the status quo and dare to imagine a legal economy where creativity and collaboration or the fuel and your new ability to serve every person with a legal need is your financial reward. And now, here are your hosts for the Innovation Network podcast, Joey Gartner and Patrick Pallas. No one understands the legal market and its potential quite like our two guests, and these are some of the most respected marketers in the legal industry. Guy Sakalakis, CEO of AttorneySync, and Mark Homer, the CEO of GNGF. Mark and Guy. You guys are here as, as, as better marketers than anybody else. And I want, to, I want to approach this as marketers and ask you, what, do you, what are you going to do with this firm? And I'm going to create this hypothetical firm for you right now and say, here's my hypothetical firm and here's what I'm doing. You tell me how you leverage this in the market. Let's suppose that I've changed my whole, my whole direction. No longer is it me representing a single person. It's me representing many people in many different ways. So I've changed my website. And now offer services 24-7. Uh, they don't even need, a, need, a, need me or a lawyer or a person. Uh, they can fill out forms and pleadings and walk away from my website. And I can help hundreds and thousands of people 24-7 anytime. Let's suppose then I, I, I step up. Now I offer a package of services that are a hybrid of forms and pleadings and how-tos. And maybe I offer limited legal services, legal advice for 15 minutes for a dollar or a half an hour for a dollar, right? And so I've, I've now added that to my portfolio. But, but wait, let's go more. Let's do all those things. Plus now um, you can buy my time in increasing amounts and maybe even have a limited representation, maybe even all the way up to you can buy me to do uh, a limited court appearance on Zoom. So it's this whole value from forms to having a person to talk to, to actually having some representation and I can do this anywhere, anytime, virtually. Now, I'm going to stop the model there because I'm going to grow this model. But if I were to give you those tools and I'm this firm and I say, Guy, Mark, what do you do? In terms of uh, how it changes some of the marketing, um, I 
one thing that uh, is is in that kind of example or model that you're talking about is the idea of there is a defined purchase. Let's let's call it that. Like it's a very easy to measure and defined purchase. Like you know, they get somewhere and they convert it to a some dollar amount. Um, traditional, right? The, the the traditional model right now is they they convert to an intake process and then you know, you know, like it's how good your intake process and we don't know what happens. Right. But with the wonders of the internet, right. If you know a defined dollar amount at the end of a, a process, then you can do all kinds of amazing studies and, and data and even throw some AI at it on conversion optimization, keywords and ads and like the e-commerce world with defined dollar amounts at the end has a whole slew of marketing things that I get jealous of a lot of times when we have to do just basically local search marketing for for an average law, law firm in, in a you know small town or something, right? So I think that from a marketing perspective, like there there's like an example of a tool that you would take advantage of. Um, but from a, a where, where, where would you start on that? Like, like from, you know, like uh, for tools, I mean, I know there's some things that are- Well, I'm going to be the annoying philosopher again. My The annoying philosopher is going to say, who are these people? Do they have access to the internet in the first place? Because if they don't have access to the internet, if we're going to deliver this stuff through technology, we better give them access to the internet somehow, starting point. Or we need to go communicate what we're doing uh, to them where they are uh, in, in a different way. And so, and that's why this is where I think so much of this becomes a problem. When you read a lot of this, the research and stuff, it's like, you know, marketing, smart marketing people like uh, Mark and myself, or mostly Mark, will say things like, there's Google. You just go, go you just create content and people go Google. And like that, for people that are searching for answers on Google, that's a fantastic idea. And I'm with Mark on all the stuff that he said, you know, we can do research on search queries and identify queries that people are, that might be relevant and create um, experiences online that can actually make the transaction. I would, I would talk about to, to the points that um, in some of this packaging stuff, I think transparent pricing would be really important. Like to talk to Mark's point about the e-commerce play, like that's all, that's all important stuff, but I'm going to take us back of like, you know, who is this product that we just built with all these forms and stuff? Who is it for? How are they thinking about the issue that your forms um, solve? Landlord tenant like seems like an obvious one, right? Because so underserved. I've you know, I've been on both sides of that equation and it's a mess and you're just frustrated by it and you don't want to do it and lawyers don't want to do it and it's not profitable and blah, blah, blah. And so, and, you know, for a lot of tenants out there that are dealing with uh, dealing with landlords, content, package online with I'm landlord tenant issue or fighting with my landlord or sue my landlord. Like those will all be great search queries to be thinking about not get evicted, avoid eviction. You know, you got your box of avoid eviction stuff. And so you communicate that, create the package of it, you know, put a nice little box around it, make it very clear what the pricing is up front. And then you go tell the world about it, whether it's through search, whether it's through ads. If you're, uh, if it's geographically specific, say you're in Chicago, you might do like um, manage placements through uh, Google ads just to show ads on like the Tribune or show them on, um, you know, some of these sites that uh, legal aid sites, you know, in fact, uh, I know some legal aid sites are starting to run display ads. Which, that's a great synergy, by the way, is if you're a legal aid site and you're like, we can't, we, we've got some of these partners that might be able to deliver some of these services, go put an ad, a banner ad on a legal aid site. And it's like, Landlord tenant dispute resolution in a box. Here it is, because that's where those people are. Anyway, the point is, is that you got to go and tell the people about what you built, where they are in a way that they can actually consume it and understand it. You guys are much deeper in the weeds than I am on this. 
it, the question is really just as simple. If you make a product that is easily consumable with a, a frictionless opportunity for, for people to find you on their phones and call you or grab something off the web, I mean, if you're, if you're the, like an Amazon, does that make it super easy for you guys to market it and put it out there and make this thing come alive? Yeah, I mean, it's what it's lower friction, right? I mean, you, you've reduced friction, everything gets easier, right? Like one of the things we have to do for the traditional model that we have today right, is somebody has to come to a website and we have to spend a lot of like design and content and trust and reviews and all these things to kind of make somebody go, okay, I'm, I didn't think I needed a lawyer, but I guess I'll pick up the phone and try this out because I kind of may be trusting this, right? That, that's a lot of work to kind of overcome that from somebody who did a search, not even thinking the word lawyer, right? Now you send me to a place where I just fill out some stuff and, and get some answers and get, you know, like it, it, it maybe there's a, uh, you know, think about a choose your own adventure. Like you've got the, the pat bot right on, on, on palace law. And you know, so you got some of those kind of choose your own adventure, um, you know, like tools that are out there, uh, that can be like designed and built. And that's a much lower friction for a, a consumer to go through. So it's easier to kind of say, Hey, nine bucks, I think I can move your problem forward. And you just take this thing and take it over there when you're done. You know, the nice thing is, is you may not even need Google to get that. You could put some ads on a CTA um, in Chicago, right? You know, like it's on, it's on the L, it's on the buses and stuff. And, and, and they pull out their phone, scan a QR code or whatever, and, and off they're going. Can I build up from a little bit more? Uh, let's suppose now I offer uh, AI solutions for all administrative law issues, right? Or pre-hearing process. It just handles your case uh, through, uh, through an AI system, your parking tickets, uh, refunds, uh, filing complaints, discovery requests, Freedom of Information Act stuff. All of this is done through AI. Now that's something that's right there for a, a simple dollar value. And this firm just does it uh, with, with automation. Uh, what if I offer all that? Plus now I have a subscription service so that uh, you pay me $25 a month or $50 a month or $100 a month, whoever, to fix whatever it is you need fixed for a month or for six months uh, or for a year or forever, right? Or what if I do these services all in such volume as I grow my law firm that now I can decrease the cost and decrease the cost and decrease the cost, right? As the demand grows, I can bring the cost way, way down. So now I am the Amazon of of law, right? And I give these two and I say, here's my law firm that offers all of these things. How much easier is it for you guys to go out and market that and bring, is that a big ask to ask people to come in when you have a product or a service like that? No, that's the whole thing. And you just, you kind of answered the question because you just marketed it very well, very nicely there. Because the, the thing is, they don't care about the AI or the fanciness or whatever it is. They want the solution and you and you just made the solution. They're, so here are their options, right? They're out, they're out searching Google. They're on Facebook comparing ads, wherever they're consuming, they're watching TV ads. And here comes Patrick with uh, a free, it's a free, we can do this for free or we can do this for $5 a month. All your problems are solved. You don't need to be a genius marketer to understand that if the comp if the competition is charging three hundred dollars an hour for the same thing, who what do you think people are going to choose? Right, and, and and this you know it's like there's a synergistic effect to this, right? So I mean, you reduce the price point, you're going to get a larger market just because that you know there's there's a risk you know like there, that's a basic right you know supply demand stuff right. So it, but you also reduce the friction, so you made it easier for me. You talk to me in terms of outcome of of what I'm worried about, right? You you solve the problem. You didn't say hire a lawyer and let me deal with court stuff. You just, you talked in terms of like, here's the thing you're facing. Let me walk you through it. 
the more clients you get into that, that system, because it's, because, you know, it's lower friction, it's cheaper. And, you know, you're, you're dealing my outcome. Then now you have more brand awareness just because you got more, like I said, like kind of customers before their clients, right? You got, you know, these, uh, you know, like I said, more brand awareness. I think you have more referral opportunities, uh, heck more review opportunities, right? I mean, there's a reason that restaurants have thousands of reviews and law firms have 20, right? You know, it's, um, so, and then, you know, you can always grow your client spend too, right? You have somebody paying you $5 a month and they really like you and they're like, oh, well, I also have this issue. Do you guys handle that? Well, yes, we do. You know, it's over here. You know, what, what problem do you have? Or, you know, you can market to, to a wider audience with email marketing or whatever follow-up marketing. And so like, like there's a synergy there, right? I mean, I, I would look at it as in, uh, you know, we've talked about this before, but it's like, it's going to require change in the business model. So let me just grow this small, right? Because there's more we can do. I mean, we're, we're, we're putting pancakes here and we're going to have a great big stack when we're done. Let's suppose now that these ideas I put together and they're starting to go and you guys are starting to market me and this is happening. Now I'm attracting people we'll say, hey, I want into this. This model is working. I'm like, do I have a legal startup? Right? It's that kind of model that now people want to invest in me and grow out this model because it's working and attracting thousands of people to come to my website and to my law firm. And so now I have money. And now I say, Mark, gee, I have all these things, help everybody whether they need a lawyer or not, or see a legal problem or not. And now I've got $100,000 investor or a million dollars investor. And I say, can you guys leverage that? Can you guys leverage that? Yeah. I mean, hey, surprise, no big secret here. Look at the money coming into legal tech right now. I mean, it's already, I mean, we were all at the... Um, uh, ABA Tech Show. We saw Startup Alley. You know, you see the headlines on Bob Ambrosi's site. The money, the money's coming in, and yeah, it's a, it's a lot of it is this it's product thinking, right? It's building for uh, the customer. So there's there's appetite for it. Um, and you know, look, we everybody every under recognizes not everybody, but a lot a lot of us recognize a lot of us in the profession recognize these issues. We got to break out of the box. We got to start thinking about like, how do we solve this specific problem for these specific people? And, and how do we communicate it in a way that's advantageous for them, frictionless, cost-effective? Um, so yeah, we can build it. Yeah. And, and I think that the, with the dollars, right, it, you get, you just have more brand awareness, right? So that that's the, the nice thing about having access to a lot more funding is um, you can do, uh, you know, like here's why this brand solved these solves these problem and get it just get in the the mind of the consumers out there, versus everything we've talked about to date is somebody has a problem and they might stumble upon your thing, right? So that 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 I think is is a big thing where money comes into play. It's like be able to like Procter and Gamble is a brand marketing company, right? They're not worried about you stumbling across. I have a I have to blow my nose. Oh, you know, here's some puffs. You know, um, it's. Oh, that, you know, like I, I know I need that kind of product. I'm going to get this one because they're the brand marketing, you know, like, and, and that's where, well, heck, I mean, do you remember years ago, uh, you remember that like, like the, the Avo did TV. I was going to say that was, that was Avo's right? game that, plan right there. That was a brand market. It was, it was okay. We have now decided we were going to change the model. Now we need to make an awareness of this different model. And by the way, if we think about it, they started with product market fit by just creating a ton of questions, right? It's like, let consumers ask questions. And then they just listened and said, oh, these are enough things where people are repeating this. Let's put this over here. Maybe we can charge $10, $19, $20, whatever it was, you know, uh, uh, for a quick phone call, you know, like, and they, they, that's where they started and they went quickly to brand marketing. That Mark Brin's a smart guy. 
right? And they said, we do legal differently. It's not just the legal products, right? If you're in a family legal life situation, you need a bunch of other stuff potentially. You might need therapists, some counseling. Like, let's put that all in the package too, right? Let's let's attack these issues holistically. Let's solve these issues. You know, legal's a, legal's a one box, but here's another box that we're going to ta- uh, put on there. Like, fill your cart up. See it right now. Like those customers who chose Palace Law also like these products. <laughs> Doctor John, you know, a therapist Sue, right? Whatever, right? I can see it all there. Yeah. Um, let me. We, we're, we're almost out of time, but I would be talk just a minute about supply and demand, right? So if we're serving twenty five percent of this market. And, and just put a dollar value on that. Let's say the legal market is $350 billion. Instead of a $350 billion, it's a trillion dollar, a $1.5 trillion industry that is waiting for us to attract these customers who don't know about us, don't think they can afford us, don't know that we can help them. And the truth of the matter is that access to justice is really just better marketing and a little different legal model. If this is true, where does that put you to? And how can you make this, this, this bridging this access to justice gap, making lawyers successful, changing the world? I mean, are you guys sitting in Captain Kirk's seat, seat in the middle of the enterprise? Because it feels like it to me. Go ahead, Kirk. <laughs> Pass that on to me, huh? That's a, that's a loaded question, Patrick. Right now, you know, one of the things we as marketers, just with the current business model is we're already trying to do this, right? I'll give you one example we didn't talk about today was the amount of people that don't even have a lawyer nearby that they can drive to, right? Like uh, we talk about legal deserts all the time. So this isn't people who aren't maybe out of the market because they didn't think they need a lawyer. This is just people who are just like, I don't know where to find a lawyer when, if I did need one, you know, there's not one in my town. There's not one in the town next to me. Um, you know, like those are things where right now, even with the traditional model, we're trying to like say, well, how do we reach out to a different market? You know, you can do some content marketing. You can kind of put some, uh, uh, work into reaching that market. Cause we've already done the work with COVID to like, be able to be on zoom and meet people and, you know, file things and, you know, electronic signatures, like a lot of firms have already done the work of that part. So now that you have some of that, you know, you can reach, uh, I mean, right there, that's, that's a, you know, easy to, to scratch um point right there for somebody to kind of like broaden their market bring some more revenue into the firm and help people that can't even get a lawyer that know they want a lawyer not even though the market we're talking about which maybe isn't even sure that they need a lawyer this is already going on you know i i think for lawyers out there that are listening that are interested in this stuff it's time to join the party because there are companies that are already starting they're already being they already got money they already got funding and whether they're forming as a law firm in a place where you can be a non-lawyer owned law firm, or they're creating a technology solution, or they're creating some other kind of uh, informational product, like this is happening. And so, you know, I, you know, we, we kind of joked even in uh, preparation for the show, but like, this is kind of the thing about marketing. The market kind of finds a way, right? Like the consumers, they're doing the end around. And, and so, you know, they've been negotiate. So it's, it's time for lawyers to join the party and, and to their uh, defense, you know, there have been regulatory issues, but it's a mindset shift into let's go serve our clients where they are in a different way. And it's going to, it's not going to be no turbulence, right? There's going to be some difference of, uh, of approach here. And it's not going to be as simple as just doing intake and billing by the hour and all the things that we've already talked about. But 
um, come join the party. And you know, anybody that wants to uh, have a conversation about this, we love talking about it. It's what we do every day. Um, and you know, Mark and I have clients who are already building informational products who are already doing, uh, lead magnets and loss leaders and all this kind of stuff. Um, you know, thinking about how do we actually, you know, create experiences for clients to solve the problems they have. Um, that, and, and again, as we mentioned, some of these things, like they're not going to make you money on day one, but you're starting to build that relationship. You're starting to build the brand awareness. Um, and, and, and a lot, again, most of this is it's just educating the marketplace that, Hey, there are solutions to your issues. Let's help them find them. This conversation is so good. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We have to wrap this up because there's more to go. I feel like we've just been jumping up and down on the diving board and we're ready now ready to go swim the laps and go make this thing happen. But let me, let me ask you this before we go. I know that people are going to want to talk about this more. I know they're going to want to contact you. Where can they find you? Um, you can go to attorneysync.com. Um, I'm, I waste a lot of time on Twitter. So at Guy Sakalakis, if you start typing GYI, you'll probably find me on Twitter. But, you know, I'm, I'm around the internet if you search my weird name. I'm uh, at gngf.com. Also on Twitter, uh, you'll see me like making fun of Guy uh, or Patrick out there. Uh, but yeah, I'm at Mark underscore Homer, uh, that underscore because somebody already grabbed it before me. Uh, which is always frustrating. I think it's the only one I don't have Mark Homer on. Uh, so at Mark underscore Homer on Twitter. And I feel obligated. Come to ABA Tech Show, right? We're going to, we talk about, we have these com- these conversations. We create space to innovate. We have, uh, you know, all these group discussions. It's a great place to meet innovators in this space. Please come. And as the incoming co-chair, I feel obligated to pitch it. So, Gentlemen, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure having you here. It's a pleasure. It's an honor. You're rock stars. Thank you. As always, you can follow the Center for Innovation at ABA Innovation on Twitter. And don't forget to share this episode out on social media using the hashtag ABACIN. The Innovation Network is a production from the American Bar Association, the Center for Innovation. Opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the ABA. Editing for the Innovation Network is performed by Ben Woodson and Joey Gartner. Coming up next week on the Innovation Network. Zach Demille and Jane Reardon, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Lawyers could join together with technologists, marketers, people who understand project management, things that lawyers didn't learn in law school, how much more effective they could be and how they could scale. A lot of people who have legal problems don't even know that their problems are legal in nature, meaning they don't know that they can resolve them through the the, the justice system. A lot of what we do, if we're honest, is over and over the same thing. Let's capitalize on that. Let's package it and let's move on to the next thing that's gonna be challenging to us intellectually, gonna add value to the consumer and gonna make us more money, frankly. Add more creativity to the problems that need to be solved, find more opportunity and do it in a way, I have to add, that, that doesn't pose any more risk to consumers than the previous regulation. See you next week.